This episode is airing on Thanksgiving Day in the U.S., a day when we give thanks and pile our plates full of delicious food. So I'll fill you with ideas on what to do when you make your way to the leadership buffet, what to put on your plate and what to take off. Stay tuned. Welcome to CEO on the Go, the show about personal and professional growth for busy leaders like you. I'm Gail Lance, and I'm here to help you think differently, solve big problems, and inspire change. It's tough to do on your own and even with a team, but it is possible. So let's get started. If you happen to be listening to this episode on Thanksgiving Day, I'm honored and hope that you'll get just what you need, not too little, not too much, but whenever you're listening, you'll be able to take away some ideas that you can reflect on and put into practice. As a side note, I was thinking about an article I read in Wall Street Journal many years ago around Thanksgiving. It highlighted a bunch of different consultants or consulting firms giving consulting advice on the best way to prepare the ideal Thanksgiving dinner. Of course, I was not featured, not to worry, because cooking is not my strength anyway. But I remember thinking how interesting it was that all of them talked about these elaborate processes to prepare the meal. And not one of them indicated that it might be best for some people just to order out or have people bring different dishes. <laughs> and I'm sure those approaches were a bit overcomplicated for me. But that's also a good tip to keep in mind when considering hiring a consultant check to see if they overcomplicate because if they do, that can add even more to your plate. Anyway, the statement, I've got too much on my plate, comes up a lot when I'm working with senior executives. Some are managing multiple businesses or multiple departments. They wear different hats. Many are involved in industry or professional groups and associations. They're speaking at events. They're participating on panels. Many are involved in global and community and civic organizations. Some literally travel the globe regularly. They're active on boards. And oh, yeah, they have a personal life, too. As Dolly Parton said, don't get so busy making a living that you forget to live a life. When I'm working with clients, we can't help but talk about their lives. In fact, I often use that as a starting point when I'm working with private clients. I like to help them explore what they really want their life to look like because many haven't really thought about it. Sometimes they just sense something's off or they're trudging through the mud in a role that doesn't fit or that they've outgrown. They haven't given themselves permission to think that way. Some executives are stuck in these toxic environments, or at least they think they're stuck. <laughs> to them, that's become the norm. They've adapted to it. They've tolerated it. So if you're like them, what you don't realize is that you're taking on issues you don't need to, or you're just piling on too much. So today, consider that you're making your way to the leadership buffet. That sounds like it should be a song, making your way to the leadership buffet. It's filled with many dishes for you to consider. Some are good for you and can actually nourish you. They taste good. Others are harmful or poisonous, and they can be tempting to pick up. So be careful. Sometimes I can tell when leaders are going to pick up something by the nature of their questions. Some of the most common questions that I see leaders grappling with are questions like, what should I do? Or what action should I take? Or what should I say? What what approach should I follow in this awkward situation? Or what process should I follow? Or how should I respond? 
when someone said something to me that I don't agree with. All legitimate, fair questions, and they lead to potential actions. So some possible actions that are likely on your leadership buffet include common ones like making decisions, developing strategies or a vision, building your team, maybe doing performance reviews, developing a budget, setting goals, making a plan, conducting meetings. And if you're a micromanagerial type, you've probably got additional options on your buffet, like checking in too often, or being copied on all correspondence, or taking control from other people, attending meetings that really don't require your involvement. And if you're a hands-off kind of manager, you might think you have fewer options, like just respond as needed. We each have different perceptions of what we think is on our buffet. What we don't always recognize is that we are making choices. So many of them are subconscious or they're just just habits. So the question is, what are you putting on your plate? And I think there should be a few staple items. The three P's, people, processes, and purpose. And people is a huge topic. Um, But, you know, that looks like support for individuals and your team. That can look like expressions of gratitude or appreciation or acknowledgement. I just talked about that in my previous episode called Mastering the Art of Acknowledgement um, to make sure that your team feels seen, communicating well, maybe people need training or coaching, essentially anything that supports the growth, development, and performance of your people. So that's the first item to make sure is on your plate. Two are processes. Processes for communication, systems, decision-making, hiring, firing, expanding the business, Yeah, there's a process for everything. And sometimes those need to be revisited, but make sure that you're clear and you've got um, a place for processes on your plate to oversee those. And then three, purpose. Why that's important to keep on your plate is because many other people don't even have it on their plate. They've forgotten what the purpose is of why they're doing the work that they're doing. Why is this important? Why are we doing this work? What is the impact? Those are questions you can help keep front and center for your team. And then I'll add an S here, P-P-P-S, S for self-care, because too many leaders are neglecting themselves, leading to burnout. So that's something that definitely needs to stay on your plate, whether you're you know, taking breaks or vacations or just engaging in any activities that can help you find joy or um, you know, the energy that you need. And then I also suggest you sprinkle in some humor or fun or levity whenever and wherever you can, it makes such a big difference. Every now and then I'll just put up, you know, funny background on zoom during some meetings, or in some team meetings, I'll ask participants to report on anything that brings them joy, it could be a a kid's soccer game that they attended, or the latest new baby tricks, or a fun trip that they took with a partner or spouse. So those are the kinds of things that can also make a difference in your leadership is getting to know people on a personal level and finding the things that bring them joy. So those are all the good things to keep on your plate. But I'd also like you to consider some actions that you can take off your plate. And there are some common tasks that leaders often need to take off their plate, delegate or stop doing to make sure they can focus on their core responsibilities and just maintain a better balance. But it's a struggle. 
Some obvious ones include micromanaging, as I mentioned before. If this describes you, you've got to trust your team members to handle tasks without constant oversight, because micromanaging not only hinders the team's autonomy, but it consumes your time that could be better spent on strategic issues and higher level decision making. Something else to knock off your plate, routine administrative tasks. Now, delegating routine administrative tasks like scheduling and data entry again, allows you to concentrate on the more critical aspects of your role. So you might be able to outsource that or assign more tasks to your support staff. Um, A third item to knock off your plate are non-essential meetings. So with every meeting, evaluate whether or not they're really important um, for you to be there. If a meeting doesn't contribute to decision making or team development, you know, or information sharing, it might be worth eliminating or delegating to someone else. And another common one, common item is perfectionism. You can't have that on your plate because it's impossible to achieve. And I I often see perfectionism uh, justified by some clients who are trying to to say, well, we, we have to get everything just right for our clients or our customers. Sometimes they're making things so difficult for themselves, you know, trying to put together the perfectly worded email or document when all they need to do is just pick up the phone, make a quick phone call, and they could achieve exactly what they need. Finally, the last one I'll mention is email. Don't you want to knock some emails off of your plate? So I know that that can be extremely time consuming. So you might consider setting some specific times during the day to check, you know, put some boundaries in place for that. Maybe you'll just agree to respond to emails at a certain time on certain days. Um, You can also try to delegate email management to uh, your support staff, or there's some apps for that. So email is another thing to pay attention to that you can knock off. Um, So those are just a few ideas for you to think about to consider the actions, um, you know, like that, that are, are really kind of bogging you down. Maybe some of those you've heard before, obviously, but you're still not able to get them off your plate. Maybe you've even tried, but you're still not being successful at doing that. And there's one main reason that you can't offload or lots of little ones. They're called your thoughts. Your thoughts are actually the reason why you put what you do on your plate. Your actions reflect your thoughts. So you can consider them complimentary items on your buffet, like you're pairing the appropriate wine with the best meal. Your thoughts and your actions go together. For example, let's say an action that I take is that I will set goals and develop a plan to achieve them because I'm thinking, my belief is I need a plan to accomplish my goals. The plan is what's most important to me. And I might even have a specific idea in mind of what I think the plan should look like. So my belief and action are congruent. I could even apply that same kind of action on a team level where I think I need to help the team set a goal and develop a plan. So I take the lead in helping them do that. But what if my thought was different, that I didn't think that I needed the plan or that I needed to create the plan at least. Instead, I believe that having the right people on the team is most important. And I trust them to develop a plan with my input. I don't take the lead in it. I believe I've got to hire the right talent. So those are the thoughts and beliefs behind that particular action. And they're behind every action that we take. Another common example is a leader who struggles to delegate tasks because they think they need the control or they think they can do the task better than anyone else. So they keep more tasks on their plate. 
Another common example is a leader who overcommunicates or copies everyone on emails about just about everything. The belief possibly is that everyone needs to at least be aware. So maybe that leader believes everyone needs to at least be aware of what's happening at every step. They're trying to keep everyone in the loop, right? Because they think that's the right thing to do. Or maybe the real underlying belief is that that leader is afraid of being accused of not being transparent or not sharing enough. I don't know. I'm not here to judge whatever beliefs anyone holds, but simply to help you become more aware of what your own beliefs are. They may need to be challenged. Also, remove limiting and fear-based beliefs from your leadership buffet. They are not on the menu, or at least they shouldn't be. Those are beliefs like, I'm not good enough, or I'm not experienced enough, or I'll look bad if I make the wrong decision, or if I follow up too much, I'll be a pest, or if I'm not perfect, I'll be rejected, or another very common one, I'm too tired. And that's true. I know a lot of people are, especially this time of year. But I encourage you, as I often do, to reframe that instead of I'm too tired, say I'm ready to be refreshed or re-energized, or I look forward to being re-energized. Speak with intention to move forward as opposed to speaking or thinking from a place of defeat or weakness or being victimized or in a state of helplessness. Here's another big one, another thought that keeps you from taking action that you've got to knock off of your plate. Do you think you have to pick up other people's stuff? Be careful. By that, I mean picking up people's thoughts, emotions, taking on judgment, drama. You can still be sensitive to them, and you should be. There's a lot of heightened sensitivity out there in the workplace today, but you can't be responsible for their own emotional regulation, how they manage themselves, or how they live their life. You can provide support, but ultimately, people are responsible for their own thoughts, their own behaviors and actions. They're responsible for themselves. Another big one that needs to go is letting go of negative ruminations. That's got to get knocked off of your plate. Focus on what you want instead of replaying any negative scenario. Otherwise, you're running a negative loop, this negative program in the background. It's like you have to listen to bad music while you're eating at the buffet, right? You don't want to do that. When you can remove beliefs that don't serve you, you will be better served. You'll make choices to help you be a healthy leader in all respects. So make room for the healthier choices on the leadership menu. Thoughts like, I'm figuring things out, or I have many strengths to leverage. I'm getting stronger. I believe that things are working out in the long run. Or I'm building my resilience. I have all the power I need. I'm supported or I'm sourced. I'm determined to make a positive impact. I have great value to contribute. I don't have to take things so seriously. Whatever pain I might experience is temporary and teaching me. I'm excited about whatever's next. Feed yourself with those kinds of thoughts. So there's a lot that's being served up on your leadership buffet. You can pile it on or you can pass. You can take it or leave it. It's your choice. Even when you're not at the buffet, people are serving up stuff all the time. They'll pass by you like those waiters that float by you, holding up the silver platter right under your nose with the appetizers to try to tempt you. You don't have to take it. I'm trying to serve up an episode that's healthy and good for you each week. So keep consuming my stuff and keep me posted on what you need and how I can be of service. Thank you so much for listening. I am very grateful for you and wishing you a happy Thanksgiving holiday filled with all the things that matter to you. Thanks for tuning in. 
And as always, be sure to share this episode with someone else who might benefit or leave a review. You can join my email list by going to workmatters.com so you don't miss an episode. And there you can learn more about ways we serve mission-driven leaders like you. If there's a challenge you want to discuss, I'd love to hear from you. In the meantime, keep growing as a leader, inspiring change, and doing the work that matters to you.